Hello, everyone. You're listening to Battle Red Radio. I'm Matt Weston. Tonight, I'm joined by my good friend Taylor, the Josh Allen to my Cole Beasley. How are you doing tonight, man? No, at this case, it's I'm the Deshaun Watson to your Kiki Cutie. Well, Cutie doesn't play at all. Well, I just like... I, I, why are you insulting? See, this is your problem. I then try to correct you by putting in the Houston players. You then try to correct me for putting in the Houston players. Um, How about... Do you feel good about yourself? How about I'm the DeAndre Carter to your Kiki Cutie? You know what? I don't even want to talk to you anymore. I don't even know who I yeah. am. How about I'm the steak to your steak and taters in a Nighthawk dinner? I'll be the taters. You could be the steak. Sounds good. All right, I'm in. There we go. If you ever taters need a good appetizer, no, no, you're having an a cocktail party. You brought that on New Year's <laughs> Eve, and I go, "What is that?" And you, you, I brought a Nighthawk. I go, "Matt, you bought fifty dollars steaks. What are you talking about?" Yeah, I know. I need an appetizer. Who the hell eats a Nighthawk? A Salisbury steak you with taters. You have to remember your roots, where you come from. What do you mean you got to? That's enough. <laughs> You have to know where you came from. And by the way, it's can, not even like really enjoy. a steak. It's just like a little burger <laughs> patty that's just drenched in who knows what. It's like little dog turds is what they are. Dry. The taters are better than the steak. What's the juice on it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. It's There's a lot of it. It's just the bomb of the... It's just all the juice from the bomb of the landfill. Mm. And they just put that on there. That's what they made. Actually, the back of the container is awesome so though. cheap. It was just like this, like buff torso with the cartoon hawk <laughs> on the head. It's like badass. I'm getting this for an um, appetizer. This is what I'm working up. So for. you're saying all Nighthawk has to do is advertise his appetizers instead of entrees? Exactly. And they'll win. Exactly. Okay. All right. After the shaman hood's over, maybe this will do all of a Nighthawk dinner party. A lot oh, yeah. of Nighthawk dinner appetizers. Oh yeah, that's right. You're no, you're no fun. This is where nobody's gonna be hanging out with you for how long? I guess three months. Okay, so nobody hangs out with you for three months. You have zero friends. I mean, I s- we still hang out. We still I'm have not fun. talking to you. Yeah, we still have fun. We mean, we're, there's no fun with you. Okay, we can go get dinner. We can <laughs> and have an intellectual art- conversation about yeah, politics and we religion. Can go, we can go to the movies. We can go to the art museum. We can watch a film and have a conversation afterwards. No. We can get a cup of coffee every once in a while. I'm trying to lower my caffeine intake too. It's a very complicated <laughs> plan here. To find the divinity that the universe has to offer. When we go to the movies, we got to have beers. No. When we go out to dinner, we got to have beers. You can. Whenever we have a coffee, we got to have, what's the what's the Irish one? Irish coffee? That's yeah. That's exactly what it's called. Iri- okay. What's the coffee? What's the, the Irish one? What's the Irish coffee one? Oh, yeah. There. Boom. All that. That's what we have to have. And you'll have none of it. You yeah. You know why? Well, because nobody wants to hang out. I'll drink water and I'll have, I'll have a cup of coffee, get a little crazy. I don't want to talk to you. Some decaf coffee, though. How do you have friends? I have more friends than I should have. That's fair. Yeah. At this point in my life, I feel the same. Because now whenever somebody wants to be my friend, I feel like I'm too good for them. No, I don't like it. Hey, why don't, Hey, Taylor, you want to do something this weekend? Oh, uh, yeah. I'll see you this weekend. You want to like hang out sometime? No. no. <laughs> I would, but I have to like do a lot of stuff. It's isn't it sad? I kind of use my lady always. Oh man, the lady. Sorry, lady. I got something to do. Oh Taylor, she wears the pants in your relationship, huh? Yeah, I guess so. See you later. It. I just like to use that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like why you why the dog can't go to your house because the lady. 
<laughs> and that could be the case as well, but who knows? It's fine. She woke up. Why did Matt text me? <laughs> yeah, I sent him a little sad face. I was like, what is this? She I said, I'm very sad you're not going to New Year's Eve. <laughs> and she was like, but I, I don't mainly, know why he sent this to me. <laughs> mainly, I'm sad that you won't let the dog come over. She had no idea. Play with your dog. <laughs> Look how pretty she is, though. Okay. Your so, dog eats my dog for fun. No, I'm not so, even kidding. Your dog puts my dog's head in her mouth. And it's supposed to be fun. He is drenched in slobber. And he's laughing. He's never been more scarred in his entire he's life. He's having a great time. He's laughing. He's no. like, oh, Elsie, you're so funny. Mini Schnauzer versus a German Shepherd. Not She's not out. a German Shepherd. She's a mix. She's not all mean like a German Shepherd. She just loves a little she's too much. bigger than a German Shepherd. No, nah, she's not. Have she's you seen one? They're big. I have seen one. She's not bigger I've than I've seen one. her. She's not bigger than one. All right. So last week was week 17. The NFL regular season is over. This is when we separate the the children from the infants, you know? The what? men from the boys. The women from the girls. Children from the infants? This is when we really play some real football. And this week we have the wild card around the playoffs. But before we get to our preview, where we'll preview each one of the games this weekend, uh, we have some very important news we need to discuss. What are we discussing? So the Jameis Winston triple crown okay. came to the close. 33 touchdowns, which is second, oh three behind uh, Jackson. He threw two touchdowns at the half, and I thought he was going to do it, but he didn't because they had to recover a fumble for a touchdown. They had to hand the ball he off for a touchdown. He was so terrible, and you think that he's going to be signed again. And They're going to tag him. You can't tag him. You yeah. know exactly what you're going to get every single time. Matt, what is he going to improve on? He's 25. And also, he's had such a great receiving core. The only thing you could really say is he's never had a true running game, but he d- wouldn't run it anyways. I mean, he threw for 5,000 yards, Taylor. What does that mean to me? He threw 33 touchdowns, Taylor. How many interceptions did he throw? 30. So he, so awesome. But the other thing also about this triple crown is he did throw six pick sixes. If it's you factor not, in that... Is that more than Matt Schaub's? Yeah. Schaub just threw him every week in a row is all he did. He threw four in a row, one every week. That was so awesome. <laughs> it wasn't awesome. <laughs> that was one of the worst years of my entire life. Whatever. I'm going through hell over here. Okay? Um, well, I'm not, I'm not done. Let's finish this first. Oh, you so, got more. So he threw six pick six. So I think in a way he actually broke the touchdown for it. So we'll actually make him first for touchdowns thrown. The issue here is sacks. He was sacked 47 times, which is second. Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray were all sacked 48 times. I think Will, I think uh, Winston was sacked only once last week, so he finished with 47. Second, he was so close. He almost did it. If you're not first, you're last. And plus, what do you mean you almost did it? He's still behind three guys. By one sack, though. Doesn't matter. So you wanted him to get hit two more times. Just one more. So you think it could be tied a four-way? Yeah, it counts. You're gaining for a four-way? Yeah, it still counts. There's no. You're still first? No. You're still first? I don't think that's the same thing as actually being first. Yeah. Four-way tie is not the same thing as being first. Yeah, it's still first. No. Yeah. No. That's yeah. like a participation award at that point. Okay, it's like we go bowling, I bowl a perfect game, you bowl a perfect game, we tie. It's that's a terrible thing. game. I feel like I would be so happy, but also at the same time, what the hell? Why did you get that? Uh, I don't know. We tied, though. 
No, but it's not. And by the way, that's a terrible comparison. Look, he he almost did it. I'm just proud of. I'm oh, proud of our guy. No, no, no. no this the, isn't our guy. Don't try to turn <laughs> this around. As the captain of James Winston's boathouse. Yeah, you're the only captain of his boathouse. And the butler of Josh Allen's uh, farmhouse. I really yes. hope we get another year. The boat stays in the bay again next year. I hope we get Winston franchise tag there. And next no. year is the year he's gone. They make the playoffs. He's so gone. Who are they going to replace him with? Dalton? I don't know, but he's sure as hell not staying. Cam? Maybe Cam? Ooh, Cam. If he's healthy, though. Is he even healthy anymore? Josh Rosen? No, that's gone. Uh, that's done for at this point. Fitz, Fitzmagic has been doing so much more. Yeah. Which is the weirdest thing. Fitzmagic could go back to Tampa Bay, I guess. Did you know that Fitzmagic has beat New England with every single team in their division? Oh, really? He's beaten them with Buffalo, New York, and with Miami. How freaking crazy is that? You might as well just pick a fit if you're in that division. Just be like, you're only going in during the New England game. Gotcha. Maybe that's what Buffalo needs to do. Just bring him back. That would work. Can you believe that, though? And I saw that. I go, that's freaking crazy. So he played for the Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Titans, the Texans, the Rams, the Bucks. Is that it? I think that's it. He didn't go to Indianapolis? No. Okay. Be the only other one that I would think of. I don't know, but that's nuts. Yeah. I kind of liked him in Tennessee because he would break a lot of tackles. It was kind of cool. Again, you want Fitzpatrick to not be on your team. Like, whenever he's not on your team, it's great. He's like, oh, he's so funny with his beard. Do Miami turn into a solid contender? He takes stupid hit. He takes stupid hits. Oh yeah, he ruined our chances of a first round pick. Oh, he's so funny. Yeah, it's great as long as he's not on your team. Oh, and he played for Cincinnati also. Okay. He started one year, went four seven and one, eight touchdowns, nine interceptions. Only twenty six years old in two thousand eight. Oh hey. And then he went to Buffalo and became the star there for four years in a row. There it is. Four and four, four and nine, six and ten, six and ten. You know his career record is. What is it? 55, 83, and 1. And yet he is always picked up, no matter what. Like, he'll fart, he'll fart you into too many wins. He will. You'll, you, can't, you can't win two games with him as your quarterback. You'll win five wins. You'll win six games. Yeah, he needs to come in at, like, the very last four games of the season or something like that. Or, like, the first two and weeks just, also. Yeah, just let some magic keep going. Yeah, I like magic. Do you believe yeah. in magic? And a young girl. No, song. no, I believe in magic. The no. gathering. No, okay. That's what I'm getting into during the shaman. No, day. man. If we're gonna be talking <laughs> about anything, let's talk about the Witcher and magic. Hell yeah, Geralt. Yeah. 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 Dude, if you're not watching, what are you even doing with your life? I'm I'm watching football. I'm writing you're not about doing football. anything. I'm making content. You're not making anything. Talking about Jameis Winston over there, like he's a saint. What do you even do over here? I, you know, I would send you something that I write, but you don't even read it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh, now we're getting sensitive. Yeah, here it, it doesn't comes. Matter. Here's the waterworks. I wrote three thousand words about the Texans' run offense and the Bills' run defense today at Bout Red Blog. You can read that if you have some time. Why don't you send me the link? Okay. Instead, you send me links of like naked girls. Shh. Pervert. Shh. You mean women, not girls, Taylor? <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> I apologize. So, this week is a wild card round in the NFL playoffs. We have the Buffalo Bills playing the Houston Texans. The Texans are two and a half point favorites. We have the Tennessee Titans playing the New England Patriots. The Patriots are four and a half point favorites. 
We have the Seattle Seahawks playing the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are two-point underdogs at home. And we have the Minnesota Vikings playing the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are eight-point favorites at home. Do you like the AFC-NFC split up like this? Yeah, I don't have any problem with it. Are you like wanting to go what the NBA is probably going to be turning to here? No, no, I mean just like I'm talking about all the AFC games are in one day, all the NFC games are in the next day. Oh. I kind of like having one AFC game, one NFC game, you know? Wait, I thought the AFC game, are you sure? I thought New England and then were Saturday. Saturday night, but Houston plays Saturday afternoon. Oh, see, I thought it was for some reason the Saints. So Saints and Minnesota are the night game for Sunday. They're the day game for Sunday. I could have sworn then that it was New England no, and they're Saints. The, they're no, the they're the 3.30 game. Whatever. Yeah, which is bad for Minnesota. I don't know. They're just going to get it, louder and drunker. Either way, if it is split up like that, I don't care. It's... They're back-to-back days. Does it really matter? I'm just used to it the other way is all. But it's back-to-back days. So my, you're going to find out within 24 hours. So it's not really that big of a... You're not waiting. I know. My brain, my brain is just gray and rigid, though. I think you just have problems and you just want to complain. <laughs> Dude, you're just moaning Myrtle over there. So what's your Super Bowl pick? I don't know. I'm so what depressed is right now. What is it? Right, stop yelling at me. I'm just depressed over here. I still have Jason Garrett on my freaking team, dude. He's going to be my coach. I'm so sad. I'm never going to win a Super Bowl. Dude. I don't even want to know what Super Bowls are like. I don't I don't know what to do. Well, hey, no, you, you were alive for a Cowboys Super Bowl. That doesn't count. Don't you remember 1996? Yeah, I was five. Don't you remember that? Whatever. All right, so my Super Bowl pick. At this point, I feel like it's going to be if I'm going the safe bet. Can I have a fun bet and a safe bet? Sure. Okay. New Orleans versus Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens is my safe bet. My fun bet would be the Minnesota Vikings versus the Tennessee Titans. That would be the fun bet that I have, which, by the way, who knows? My picks today could be going that route. Hmm. I just don't like that. I don't understand the NFC very well. Neither do I. I think it's anybody's like, game at this point. I think Baltimore is going to the AFC. Yeah, I think that's... Like, I think they're going to trounce the AFC. Me too. I don't see who else is going to be able to stop them. I mean, Kansas City's the only thing. team that could beat them, but you guys think about Andy Reid on the road. Two-minute, you know, four-minute offense He's decisions. He's screw it up in the last Always two screw something up. He won't also, have any timeouts. Their run defense is so bad, too. Like unless I they, they were getting better. They have to go up by two touchdowns, but also when they played in week six, that's a diff- this is a different Ravens pass defense now. They've improved tremendously as a pass defense because the Marcus Peters trade. Their passers has gotten better. They've understood their identity as a team that blitzes. Humphrey's gotten better. They've been healthier. I think Earl Thomas has fit in a lot better, understands his role in the defense more too. Um, and also Jackson's gotten better as well. I, I just think the Ravens – and. You know, the Ravens have improved since that game. I guess you can kind of say the same thing about Kansas City anyway since they're fully healthy again. So here's my only thing, though. With everything you say, I agree with. But I don't like, Matt, no matter what anybody tells you, no matter how good you are, a two-week layover. And that's what Lamar Jackson's going to have here. He's going to have a three-week layover. Is, he, is it three? I thought it was just two. Because wasn't it la- yeah. two-week layover? Last week, this week, and then he plays next week, right? Yeah. Okay. He'll be so- fine. That's still a lot. I'll always remember when the Dallas did this crap, but then again, Jason Wynn and Tony Romo went to Cabo or wherever they went with Mexico with Jessica Simpson. But I don't like that long of a time where what you a, seen, What a time. I know. What I hate an awful that time. culture. I hate that so much. But 
there's going to be rust. And do you think that maybe it would take like the first half for them to pretty much get going while whoever they play could already be on a hot streak ready to go out shooting? There's always that chance. I but guess so. that's why I say Baltimore I mean, they, they is the just, safe pick. They're well coached. I think Jackson with the rust is better too. I think they're safe pick. He's been hit a bunch, you know. I just I don't like the two weeks no matter what you tell me. Uh, so then it, I mean the NFC. I don't want to go New Orleans. I don't want to go San Francisco. I definitely don't want to go San Francisco. I don't want to go this. Philadelphia. I would have gone Seattle, but they're just so hurt. They're too banged up. I don't like Green Bay. I don't like anybody in the NFC. That's but why I think it'd be fun. Can we uh, just like get Jameis in there instead? No. Let's replace Seattle what is with Jameis. Problem. Let's do that. No, and Jameis would lose against Philly. I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> get Mike Evans and Chris Godwin back. That's not going to help. Yeah, Why? So would. then he can bomb it even more and throw more interceptions. Jameis is not good. Can we just not just wait till next year? I'm so done. Oh, no. I know. I might as well have a podcast dedicated to Jameis. Oh, it'd be fun. Jameis is the number one fan. Oh, you, you know, know it's called Crab Legs. Actually, this is important. I um, I figured out how to use iMovie. What? And so I made a Josh Allen like two minute video just to like try it out. You made Josh Allen a two-minute video. I mean, I didn't make him. Did you send him a private <laughs> video that was two minutes long? What I was on I the made, video? I made a two-minute Josh Allen video. What was I your two-minute video to Josh <laughs> Allen? Just like, what were it's you just doing? Hi- it's just a few highlights. Of you doing what? I'm not doing anything. It's all him. It's just So like, what is he doing to you? It's just like the coach's film of him running around making plays, you know, being Josh Allen. But I I, I'm going to make a video of every Jameis touchdown. Every Jameis interception, every Jameis sack and iMovie, and put like little tile cards, you know? It seems like uh, kind of a waste of time. For sure. It's going to be fun, <laughs> It seems like something that nobody wants to see because nobody thinks Jameis is good, nor does anybody believe he's going to have a job next year. He's going to have a job next year. He's a backup. You know he wants like $30 million a year? Oh, my, who told him that that's okay? That's what, that's what he said in the press conference. The press conference. Like, I think I'm worth like $45 million a year. You know what? He's worth $50 million a year, according to you. Whatever he wants, he can have. Yeah, exactly. He, the football's better at Jameis out So there. you'd rather have Jameis than Deshaun? No. I mean, from like a fun perspective, Jameis is more fun than Watson. Because, no! Yeah, because he throws the ball downfield. That's the best part of football. Deshaun, does, he throws the ball downfield, too. Only when Will Fuller's healthy. Doesn't matter. Is Wolf healthy right now? No, he hurt his groin two weeks ago. Is he, he still he's, out? I thought yeah, he was coming back. Play this weekend. I thought they were going to have him back this weekend. I thought it, they were holding it, him out I, in order for him to be back this weekend. No, you know what's going to happen? He's going to play five plays. Like, Ooh, I'm hurt. <laughs> Is that what he's going to do? And then he's going to be out the rest of the game. Ooh, I'm hurt. That's it. He's really. Gonna, uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he has braces. Does that now change your opinion on him? No, I'm just I like it whenever I see athletes who get braces, you know. Oh yeah, Think like their twenties like or whatever. A part of modern civilization. No, it's just like what a you, judgmental ass you are. No, I just like it. it's like yeah, we got I got some money, I can afford something I've always wanted to do. It's good. It's better than you <laughs> like a new, good for you. Better than you like a fancy car, you know. God, you and your rich family. Okay, all right. I don't want to talk about the past. Yeah, I you know from Nighthawk dinners to Wagyu beef ribeyes. <laughs> There's been a lot. We're here, Mama. We made it. We made it. All right. So the Houston Texans against the Buffalo Bills. Do you want to start off talking about the Texans or the Bills? 
I feel like I just should let you go on your little crybaby rant right now. Crybaby rant. You, well, this one's going to hurt you. This is what you feared most. You came into <laughs> this, I, what was it, like six weeks ago, where you were finally starting to worry, being like, this would be my worst nightmare. If yeah, this it is. So now that this is your worst nightmare, I feel like the floor should be yours. Uh, I wish Houston was playing Pittsburgh or Tennessee. Of course you do. Or Oakland. I'm, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Um, I think the one thing that's... There's a lot of things that's interesting about this game. One, I think it's going to be close. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be difficult for both teams. Well, in some ways. Uh, the one thing that's interesting about... One of the many things that's interesting about this game is that the Texans are in a situation where their run offense is... It's whatever. You know, it's a lot of Carlos Hyde. It's out of... I mean, it's Riding okay. the ball in first. And it's okay. It's... I like I'm very myopic whenever I look at it because I'm like, well, they have Watson and they have Fuller and they have Stills and they're all in on this offense and they should be led by their deep passing attack, but it isn't. And instead it's led by this whole Carlos Hyde running the ball two hundred twenty five times. Establish the run, man. Establish the run. There's a lie they tell you to control, manipulate you. But the Bills have, you know, a top three pass defense, but then they have a mediocre run defense. And so you're like, Oh yeah, the Texans may actually have to run the ball to beat Buffalo. And then you watch the video, and it's like, well, the Bills run defense struggles whenever they, you never you block the second level well, whenever they miss tackles, and whenever you're able to do things like, uh, like really like run a power run scheme that gets your big guys on, you know, their linebackers. And then you look at the Texans, like, well, Carlos Hyde's break tackles. Their offensive line blocks the second level well, but they use their tight ends to do that a lot of times, and it never works. Their tight ends can't block very well. And the other thing Buffalo does really well is they're good at setting themselves up for the right down situation. So it's first and 10. They're going to load the box up. They know you're going to run the ball. They're going to run blitz. They're going to run stunts. They're going to do a lot of aggressive things to make it hard to run the ball against you. And Houston loves to run the ball in very obvious run situations. And then you add all that, you, add, you combine that with Will Fuller not being healthy then you're taking you're going up against a you know top five pass defense, and despite how great Watson is, how great Hopkins is, it's been hard for them to, to score points this game. And um, it's, I mean, it's just me close. It's gonna be brutal, you know. All right, so that's actually kind of what I was going with as well. Where I'm really not confident in Buffalo because of their offense. The only thing that has me worried is I really did believe that Fuller was healthy, so that's why I was going into this game believing that Houston would do really well. And they would have more weapons than Buffalo would be able to handle, even with their great secondary. It's just too many guys to cover. Plain and simple. I mean, if you had kill, uh, Stills out there, if you had Fuller out there, you had obviously Hopkins out there, then you have something where every guy is spread out versus they can take away somebody. Yeah, this idea, but it never works like that, though. Yeah, but it, but it can. It should. And this is. And that's what's made this team so frustrating at but times. But this is where I feel like that's why you have Deshaun in this case, because Deshaun has proven that. He's a winner. As yeah, much yeah. as I can talk smack about the Texans and all that as a Cowboys fan, he's a winner at least, so he's going to be able to make those plays to those guys. Fuller being out does take away such a big dynamic to where then Buffalo can start focusing on other things. And on the other end, though, I don't like Josh Allen. I have been very consistent with this, and this is the whole thing. Buffalo will win if Singletary goes off and if Josh Allen doesn't make a mistake. But I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to make several mistakes. I'm seeing at least a fumble, maybe even two picks here. I 
I don't think he's it's too much pressure. The crowd's gonna be going crazy with JJ. I am not confident at all. But if Singletary goes off, it really does change it. So when you say you don't like Josh Allen, do you mean like you don't think he's that good or you No, he like looks to run before play? passes. I mean so. he obviously doesn't. Well, you know what's funny is they played him last year. Buffalo almost beat Houston. Uh Allen hurt his elbow and was out for like five weeks. He's taking a bad hit. But he like casually stiff armed JJ Watt and that came on a twelve yard scramble. And like that make you feel good, man? It was just something. Is that what you liked? And that was like two weeks after he jumped over Anthony Barb. Like, this guy is one of the most spectacular players ever. Um, I think the one thing about Allen why I think he'll be fine this game is that he's a good short pass thrower. Like, sure, he misses throws. Who doesn't? <laughs> You're complimenting Allen over Watson right now. I want to let you know. No, I'm not doing that. I mean, Allen, I mean, Watson's by far the better quarterback, but just as far as a you know, as far as just like the way their passing offense is set up, Allen's completed sixty-six percent of his short passes for two thousand one hundred seventy-five yards, fifteen touchdowns to four interceptions. Houston has the thirtieth-ranked short pass defense by DVOA. They allow a completion percentage of seventy-two percent. They've allowed twenty-eight touchdowns on short passes and uh, only seven interceptions. And their run defense—I mean, their the reason why their points score total isn't isn't as high as it probably should be—is because they don't face a lot of drives. But they're like 30th in the league in points allowed per drive, yards allowed per drive. And teams can move the ball well against them. They've had some turnover luck. The Texans run that ball control offense that keeps their defense off the field too. That helps it. But I think Allen should be able to consistently find Cole Beasley, John Brown, Knox on, in their what? short passing game. The one thing they struggle with though is deep passing. Tayshawn Gibson's out, so they may be able to take some more shots downfield too. And then on top of all that, it's just kind of like you're saying, I think – it's going to be close both ways. Watson's a better quarterback than Allen. He's going to be able to make some plays happen no matter how good the opposing defense is, whether Fuller's out there or not. Hopkins is good enough to win the middle of the field, sit down and find holes in his own coverage that they'll be able to move the ball too. And so I think this game is just going to be very close. It's going to come down to, I think, which quarterback can make plays and then also which team wins the turnover battle. And it's like as long if Allen doesn't have three turnovers or if Watson has two and Allen has one, I think that can be the other thing that swing, swings this game as well, too. Yeah, no, no, I completely agree. I would say the turnovers are really going to stay as well as, uh, you know what? It really is kind of a quarterback battle because it's who's going to not screw it up. Who is just going to be able to make the plays when you need it most? But that's where I feel like Houston's going to be able to have that momentum going into the game with JJ and the crowd, like I was mentioning before. And just for the record, Matt, what jersey are you wearing today? An Andre Johnson jersey. So now I'm conflicted. Because you would think that, oh, Matt's wearing a Texans jersey, yeah, yeah. so this is like positivity. <laughs> but at the same time, you're not wearing an up-to-date player. Like, you're not wearing a JJ, where you would think you'd be really pumped, be like, all right, this is JJ's game. In fact, this is what I'm talking about. Texans, playoff <laughs> football, let's go. But you're downgrading every single position that you have here, and you're just complimenting everything Josh Allen does. You know, I'm not I'm not a smart well, guy. Let, let's talk about J.J. Watt real fast. Okay, okay, go on, go on. So Watt's back. They're saying he's going to sparingly play. He's coming back from a torn pectoral. The matchup available to him in this game is Cody Ford's their right tackle. He struggled all year long, pass setting from that tackle position. Oklahoma, when they pass set, they just take a slide step over and make contact. And they have really wide splits. And they're not, they're not really pass protecting. The ball is out really quickly. And Ford's been really good as a run blocker. And because he's taking a lot of slide steps and not that typical pass that he hasn't been able to figure out just yet. So I assume Watts can play in obvious third down situations. 
He'll get matched up against Ford, and he'll have those opportunities to to make some effort as a as a as a uh, pass rusher. I think that's where Watts, you know, talent will come through, or Watts' ability to come back already in this game. But again, like he's supposed to try to bring down Allen. You know, how's he gonna do that? See, look at this. Look how awful you are. Um, this is where Allen. By I just the way, don't. I don't think Watts gonna play like forty-five snaps. I don't think he's gonna play against the run game much. I think that also kind of feeds into Buffalo's run offense, where it's a power run scheme. Charles Omena, who has had a lot of struggles this year as a as a run defender in the power run game, so I'm not think he's gonna play very much. It'll probably be Carlos Watkins, Dunn, and Reader, and then Watt coming in on like second and ten, coming in on third and twelve, coming in on second and nine or third and nine. But the Texans are also like 30th and third down defense right now too. Yeah, well, that's not good no matter who you are. But either way, whenever it comes to – but that's what we were kind of talking about earlier with Singletary going off. Do you think Singletary is going to have a big game here? Or do you think – because do you think it's a running back of who has a better game between them? I mean, he's is really awesome. going to also be the story? He breaks a lot of tackles. Like, he breaks tackles from, like, T.J. Watt, and he bounces off Bud Dupree. And, you know, he can do those sorts of things. But Zach Cunningham has been awesome. But Narja McKinney is awesome. He's back from his concussion. They have, both those guys tackle well. And so I think they'll do a pretty good job balling up Singletary. Merciless is fine whenever he has secondary blockers against him. Um, I'm not worried about like Singletary like running for 150 yards or anything like that. I feel like that Houston should just all outblitz every single play. They should. Just uh, hit Allen well, every single time. Allen's 28th in QBR whenever he's blitzed. That's all you need to do. And you'd be able to scare him, make him see ghosts. Because no matter what... He doesn't see ghosts. He sees ghosts. He doesn't see anything. Yeah, oh, what, what, what does that even mean? I, like, he I definitely doesn't see where to pass the ball. He sees where to run. I don't think God sees like how we see. Wait, So I don't what? think Allen sees how we Did see. you just compare God <laughs> to Josh Allen? In a way. What do you mean in a way? You just Not made like, the comparison. I just don't think he sees things like how you know, we see things. So you think that we are all mortals and he is something above us. I think he's just a, a modest guy from a... I um, hope Josh Allen goes 14 of 28, has two interceptions, 138 yards. How many yards rushing? I'm going to say 105. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah. And guess what? He still loses. He still loses. He still loses. Um, I can't believe you. You so, make me sick. So Buffalo's averaging 19.6 points a game. Yep. They're allowing 16.2 points against the game. They've allowed... More than 21 points four times this year. They lost three of those games. And so it's like, if Houston can get to 24 points, they're so going to win this say, game. This and all number. Houston has done this year is get to 24 points. Um, but this is the best defense they're going to have played against so far this year. But. I mean, it's the <laughs> best defense. Well, I guess New England's is a little bit better you know, numerically, yeah. but they haven't, I don't know. I feel like they haven't played yeah, as many good teams as yeah. Buffalo has we'll uh, defensively-wise. Um, so, yeah. So what's your pick for this game? It's easy. Like you just talked about right then and there, Houston's going to get to the magic number. It's going to be 24. Josh Allen's only going to get to 16, though. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He just took off his jersey like it. it was the NWO Wolfpack in the house. I have Kevin Nash is here <laughs> right now. Kevin Nash. Sting is coming from the ceiling right now. He just switched sides. You are wearing a Josh Allen jersey <laughs> right now. This is professional wrestling that just happened. I what have, is your problem? <laughs> You're such a traitor. Uh, I'm going to go Buffalo 23, Houston it. 20. I knew that. That Andre Johnson jersey gave it away. I knew it. I knew you were a backstabbing SOB. 
You are wearing a Josh Allen jersey on Houston Playoff Podcast. Listen, I, this is what, <laughs> I so I, I have hate you. I have Buffalo twenty three, Houston twenty. You don't think they're gonna get to the magic number? No, I don't. Wow. I think. I mean, really, it's gonna come down to Watson being bet, like Watson being spectacular, which he can do. I just, I don't know. I just, I think this is a bad matchup for Houston. This is a really good defense. Without Fuller being out there, this team has been almost unwatchable throughout the entire year. And this, Allen, their pat, their running offense matches up very well against their defense. And I like Allen's ability to extend plays, run whenever he needs do. to, and attack Houston's pass defense with a short passing game. Hey, Trader, can you just do one thing for me and scream, Wolf back in the house! If Buffalo wins. Oh uh, so what was your pick again? My pick is Houston 24, Buffalo 16. That's a good pick. I think for sure that just take the under if you're going to bet on this game. Why was the under? I think like 44. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely take the under on that. Yeah, I think it's going to be the under, though. I don't, I'm excited for this game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a really hard-fought game. It's like you were a, saying, I think it's going to be really good. It's going to be one possession. Yeah, I think it's going to be – yeah, exactly. I think no matter what, it's just going to be always like back and forth mm-hmm. until the end when Josh Allen has to make a play and he can't because he looks to run. Okay, I talked to Kevin Masseri today. He uh-huh. said – I asked him. I said, do you think Josh Allen looks to run or he looks said, to throw? hell yeah. No, I'll send you the link. All right, send me the link. You have to play it at 15-14. What? When I asked the question. Okay, deal. All right. So the next game we have here is Tennessee against New England. The Patriots at home, they're four and a half point favorites. So let's uh, finalize this whole Tannehill versus Mariota thing. Tannehill completes 70% of his passes. Mariota, 59.4%. Tannehill, a touchdown rate of 7.7%. Mariota, 4.4%. Interception rate, 2.1% for Tannehill. Mariota, 4.4%. Tannehill averaged 9.6 yards in attempt, which is like something nobody's done since Matt Ryan, I think had 9.2 in their Super Bowl season. Mariota averaged 7.5 yards in 10. In DVOA, Tannehill is at 28.1%. Mariota is at negative 16.8%. That's good, right? Very bad. Dude, I said this from the start. I've always said that Tannehill was going to take over. And this is what happens. Because Tannehill is not a bad quarterback. He just got dealt a bad hand in Miami. I think every I think everybody has yeah. Miami. I, I think that's what it's proving. Because also, if you don't believe me, man, who's the best running back on Arizona? Kenyon Drake. What the hell is that? Yeah, he's good. Yeah. You know, Arizona just took Johnson's job, your favorite player. I know. That was also the other thing I wanted to throw in your face real quick. Here. Yeah. I was really excited for him to be back this year. So he's going to catch 150 passes, and he never did. He never did. He no. looked pretty slow, though. Yeah, he didn't look fast. He had no breakaway speed. Almost like Fatboy Zeke. Almost. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fat boy's still eating right now. I speak. bet he's enjoying his life right I hate now. him. I hate the entire team. So, the w- one thing I see about Tannehill for a problem in this game is I think he's a, I think he's a see-it-throat quarterback where he doesn't really like feel guys being open. He has to wait for them to open. Then he makes throws. And he's able to do so because he has such a great arm. And he has, and he's accurate. But like he's doesn't he's not he doesn't really anticipate things well unless it's within the the design of the offense. Now he's taking a lot of sacks, a lot of bad sacks where he's like holding the ball for five seconds or so. He's like he hasn't been stripped more often than he is. Uh, he gets hit really high. It's kind of gruesome. Some of the hits he takes. He takes them. 
I know he takes them, but he's been hurt. I mean, like, I'm surprised he was able to escape through a season without an injury because he's been hurt throughout his entire career. But New England loves to blitz. They have a blitz rate at 37.1%, which is sixth. They have 47 sacks, which is tied seventh. They're only 15th in pressure rate at 24.1%, uh, which is surprising considering how much they blitz. But they don't have, like, an elite pass rusher. You know, I guess what their best pass rusher is Lawrence Guy, Man. Kyle Van Noy, Deontay I, Hightower. I just don't understand. I'm trying not to feel like, oh, I don't want to hate on New England because they're New England and we did this last year in the playoffs and we look like ass. But I just, man, I don't see New England after what they did against Miami, how they're going to be able to pull it out. And obviously there's some type of disconnect between the coach and the quarterback at this point in their careers. It is bad. And if that defense for me doesn't stop Derrick Henry, this is going to be a blowout. I mean, it's going to get ugly if they don't stop Derrick Henry. And that's what I don't think they're going to be able to do. Even though they have been great against the run, don't get me wrong, I just... No, they actually haven't been that good. They're, Either they're, no, they're good. They've been great. They've I been think good. they're better against the run than you think they yeah, are. Yeah, they've been good, not great. I think great. you underrate their run defense. But if Derrick Henry's going off, it's going to open up so much for Tannehill to cannon. And it's just going to be... Well, I think it's the other way around, though. It's like they're playing. action You think that game. he's going to do the cannon before they do the yeah, setting yeah. up of Derrick? That's how it works. But I get... No, no. For me, I feel like it's New England, though. Which means you're going to... I feel like they're going to feed Derrick Henry a lot more than trust Tannehill with the arm. Yeah, but they should. I mean, the thing about Tennessee that I've really enjoyed, though, is how they throw play action on second and 10, on first and 15. They're actually first in the league in play action passing with 10.1 yards of play. New England is 10th in play action defense, allowing 7.3 yards of play. On non-play action plays, New England's only allowing 5.1 yards of play, which is second. And so, like, New England is a good play-action defense, but it's not at the same level of non-play-action passing at all. Um, it's also funny, too, because that number includes Mariota as well. So I wonder what Tannehill, I bet probably like 12, 13 yards of play. The good news is he's getting franchise tagged. You think so? Oh, I know so. Because if they don't pick him up, dude, somebody's going to sign him within five seconds. It's going to be ridiculous. Tampa Bay? Oh, my God. Oh, let's switch him. If he was with Bruce Arians for next year... With those weapons yeah. and that deep, that's not funny. That's fun. That's not fun. That's a damn good team. See, that's what I'm talking about. If you switch what Tannehill and Winston, Winston is garbage, Matt. And that's what that would show you right then and there. We're even talking about Tannehill would be crazy good for them versus Jameis. He'll look, Winston look, you're even figure, agreeing with this he'll point. Out. He'll figure it out. Either way, going back to the game, though, New England – Let's go on their offensive side here real quick, only because well, Edelman up may Hem- blow up tonight. I want to bring up Henry real fast. Oh, go on. I already brought up Henry. So, well, Henry with Ryan Tannehill this year, 190 carries for 1,124 yards, 5.92 yards in attempt, 12 touchdowns, 49 first downs. Um, New England's like, you know, they're a top 10 run defense. They're pretty good at stopping the run. But Danny Shelton's big. I think he can give Nate Davis some problems. He can even give Ben Jones some problems. Um, they fit their run lanes well. They run like a lot of cool run blitzes too. Oh, I think they're just gonna be like they're gonna be prepared for Tennessee's offense. Some I just don't think they are. I think you may say they're gonna be prepared, but they're it's it's not gonna matter. I don't think it's gonna matter because on the offensive side for New England, they're not gonna be able to put up points. Or better thing, they're not gonna stay out on the field long enough to where I feel like that New England's defense is constantly gonna be out there. And once you're getting towards the end. It's going to be a struggle. I just don't have confidence in this team whatsoever. I feel like they've been set up for failure. Maybe set I'm wrong. Failure. They've been set up for failure here. Whether it be by the owner, by the coach, by the quarterback, 
definitely not by the quarterback. Somebody's setting somebody up here. Huh. It, come on. How do you think they're going to cover A.J. Brown? Do you think Brown should win Rookie of the Year? No for Rookie of the Year, but I don't know you how. Then they're just going to follow Gilmore around for it? Yeah, exactly. That's all you have to do, even though Gilmore couldn't cover Devontae Parker to save his life. That's what I'm talking about, man. And you can't even say yeah, that the sure. Miami game meant, meant nothing. It's oh, and by the way, Devontae Parker went off against Gilmore. He's been awesome all year. And Gilmore, yeah, we've talked about it. Gilmore, even I can't remember, he like said something about other corners in the past. He said nothing about Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker went off, and they did one on one. I think the entire game too. Yeah. Either way, I that's what I'm talking about. What New England defense are we going to get here? And on the other side of the ball, is the offense going to be able to do anything with, like what I was saying, Edelman's going to blow up the moment he gets a hard hit. Every bone in his body's crushed. It's bad. It's bad. If he's out on the field, he may die. He's like the wrestler right now. He is the wrestler. That's a good way to put it. Like, he's every last hit he has, you're like, okay, this may be the last one. He's going to get on top of the turnbuckle, and he's going to die. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it either. And New England should not be putting him out there. And Akil Harry's not going to be able to do anything in pressure situations. Well, Tom hates him. I don't know. I they mean, like, they're no doing different things. They're, they're doing interesting things with him where it's like he's running like, those quick, like, they're doing interesting things to get him the ball where they're running, like, play action passing, that sort of thing. And that's what I wanted to bring up, too. Like, how is New England going to be able to manufacture a passing game against Tennessee? Because the Titans have, Trick they don't plays. have a good pass rush, but they have a, and they don't have like a lockdown cornerback, but they have a bunch of good cornerbacks. Logan Ryan's good. Malcolm Butler's good. Kevin Byard's great. Kenny Vaccaro's good. Tremaine Brock's been good in Tennessee, which is one of the weirdest things that's happened this year. Dory Jackson's supposed to play this weekend too. And so they can cover all of New England's, you know, like little you know, sneaky wide receivers they have all over the place. But I do think one of the things the Patriots have done well recently in that Bills game especially was use the screen game to their advantage to attack the the Bills' aggressive front. Uh, doing a lot of like misdirections, looking one way for a long time and throwing back the other direction. And, you know, I think Brady's going to have a lot of time to throw. The Titans can't really create a pass rush at all. And they don't even blitz that much at all either, which is kind of surprising for Dean P's coach defense too. So, I, I mean, I think Brady's going to have a lot of time as well in this game. If that's the case, then maybe you'd be changing my mind, but I don't even think he's going to have a lot of time. That offensive line has been awful. It's been okay. It's been awful. I mean, it's been, like, it's been awful. It's been the worst of his career. No. The worst yeah. of his career was uh, 15 when when Payton no. won the Super Bowl. No. Yeah, they just ran right around their tackles over and over again. No. Brady was sa- Brady was like 18 you know times. I'm just going to call you a liar at this point because you're a traitor with the jersey you're wearing. So that's what I'm going to go with, okay? <laughs> I think mean, uh, my point has been proven. Thank you. And also, is this the last game, Matt, for Tom Brady in New England? I don't think so. Okay, you're not. You're not on that bandwagon. No, I just think it's juicy. And also, it's one of those things, too. Everybody keeps bringing this up for, what, like five years now? Yeah. This big rift, how much they don't like each other. I don't know. But at this point, it's not really... I think they're just trying to create conflict to add intrigue to a story that you already know. But they don't been. like each other, and it's Battle of the Ego. You know they don't like each other? No, not at all. It's this easy. Matt, they don't have the bond relationship like a Tim Duncan, Greg Popovich, where both of them give the other credit. Have you ever had Bill Belichick say that he gives Tom credit? I don't think he really gives him my credit. Have you ever we- hear Tom say that he gives Bill Belichick credit? No. I think he says, like, coaching staff and things like that. I mean, I think it's something that they'll do after they both retire. I, 
Maybe it's, it's after such a they team s- game, you know. Oh no, I completely agree with you. But it's really with the battle of the ego at that point, we would be the same way. If we were great and we had the best show ever, which we do, the problem is you're a traitor. So nobody wants to listen to a Buffalo Bills podcast. So either way, if we were that and we won all the awards together, our, our egos would be big because I would think that it's because of me, not because of you. I don't have an ego, though. Okay. So I wouldn't care. Right. But yeah, Taylor Sappy, it's cool. Is that why you uh, throw your ha- hand through your hair all the time and say, Taylor, why am I so good looking? I don't ever do that. You do that all the time. Taylor, I don't ever do that. <laughs> you did it right now. You're like Sean Hunter from Boy Meets World. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't like being called an 80s villain at all. I just wanted to grow my hair out a little bit. Whatever, man. Before it becomes completely gray and bald. and I would actually like to Like grow, mine? I want to become a pony. I want to become a gray-haired ponytail, so I want to be. That's gross. With a goatee. Dude, your grandpa would beat the crap out of you. Uh, I'm such a good stepfather. The last thing I want to bring up is the Titans have a really good run defense. And I think the Patriots' power run game is going to struggle at times against them, especially trying to block Rashawn Evans. And, like, Ted Karras had a pretty good game against Buffalo. But, uh, I don't know. It hasn't been as good as it's previously been. And, like, Elaine Roberts is enormous as a fullback, but he just, like, runs past guys a lot. <laughs> like, he's just a straight line. And if you make one move, you can get around him some, too. And that's affected their run game as well. Well, whenever it comes down to it, so do you think that with Tennessee that there would be any type of Deion Lewis going to get some action here? Or do you think that Deion Lewis, because for me, talk about a guy who's taking a step back. I don't know what happened to him. He just doesn't play and that much. Like they don't, the, ten, the Titans have never really figured out how to use him. Not at all. And then that's part of playing with Marcus Mariota. It's like watching the Titans and Mariota, it's like, oh yeah, you completely forget they have Corey Davis. So wait, they have, oh yeah, they gave Adam Humphreys $12 million this offseason, kept him from New England. Oh yeah, A.J. Brown is one of the most wild physical specimens in the wide receiver position. We just have to throw him up the ball? And yet you forget about him completely. And with Tannehill, you're like, oh, they've always had these guys. They just didn't have the quarterback who really had the, I don't know, the gusto to actually push the ball downfield and... And when actually have the ball in his hands. They didn't have the cannon. So on the other side then, Michelle, does he turn it around? Does he go back to Sony Michelle playoff from last year? Well, I'm not expecting them to do much on the ground. Like I, if, if so New England wins this game, it's going to do. It's going to be a lot of Edelman, a lot of passing the ball to Matt, nine Edelman's different guys. Edelman's going to die. We just <laughs> discussed this. What do you mean it's going to be a lot of Edelman? I mean, I just think it's going to be... He's like a decoy. Like Brady's going to complete a pass to 10 different receivers if they win this game. And he's going to throw for like six yards an attempt. And there's not going to be a pass rush at all. And they're just going to know how to you know, find holes in Tennessee's defense. Like that's how they would win this game. I really want New England to lose. Yeah. I really do. So is that, why, is that why you're picking Tennessee? I am picking Tennessee. Because, of course, I have to ride my boat here of the cannon. So I have Tennessee Titans. I want to see how they're going to do. But I'm going to say 28 New England. 25. I have I have New England 24, Tennessee 20. Some good Tennessee with the points. I think New England wins, but they win close. I think Tennessee covers. No, I think no, well, no matter what Tennessee covers, but I think Tennessee is going to be able to pull this one out. Yeah, okay. Just, it's just a hard spot for them to play. I know, but I just New like England until New, so awful. Unless, man. New, unless unless New England's playing Kansas City or Baltimore, I'm expecting them to win. But it's like even last week against Miami, you could say whatever it's last game, but it meant something. 
it meant playoff seeding. Yeah. And they still lost to Miami. Well, you know, your heroes can't get everything right every time. They're supposed to. They're heroes. Well, your heroes are going to fall eventually. Then they're not heroes. We're all just sandcastles, Taylor. I'm not a sandcastle. All right. So the next stone castle. The next game we have here, the Seattle Seahawks playing the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are at home. They're two-point favorites. And if this game happened three weeks ago, if the playoffs started you know, a month ago, I would have picked Seattle to make it to the Super Bowl. I really liked what they were doing. Their offense has been a lot of fun to watch where it combined their, their really good run scheme that was led by Chris Carson just breaking into 10 tackles, kind of like what Marshawn, like a, a lighter version, the night light version of what Marshawn Lynch did whenever he was there in Seattle. And even that one really like strange year that, uh, man, what's his name? Thomas Rawls have, or Rawls led the league in broken tackles and has completely disappeared. I Rawls. Yeah, he was awesome that Sounded game. like a Tootsie Rolls, and that's how I always remembered him. Okay, I get it. Uh, and then also with Russell Wilson just being a magician, throwing the ball downfield to Metcalf and Lockett, and there are other kind of like secondary receivers like David Moore, and there's another guy's name I'm blanking on. Um, I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, uh, Malik Turner. He's a good downfield receiver as well, too. And so that was what they were doing. It was working very well in offense. Russell Wilson you know, was MV- was my personal choice for MVP. It still is. And then everybody what? got hurt. Dwayne Brown got hurt. They were starting you know, the weirdest left. Their entire left side of their offensive line was hurt. Jadavion Clowney played last week against San Francisco. Do you know what his box score was? It had to be nothing, nothing, and nothing. One tackle, one pressure. Yeah. I think Garoppolo was 25 to 28 in completion. By the way, I didn't even know that he did play. Yeah, I he, didn't see him at all. One, it was the same thing in that game against Los Angeles where Clowney played, but he didn't make anything happen at all. And you love Clowney. And yeah, I love Clowney. Houston didn't want to pay Clowney. Well, So do you think that maybe they made the right choice? No, they could have. He was on the franchise tag. Whatever, man. They have, they're sitting on $35 million of cap space. I think you're just being pretty They sent Seattle $7 million to take on Clowney. But um, he said, and he said he wanted to stay this year and play. He said he was going to play on the tag, the whole sort of thing. So because of all the injuries, that's why I'm uh, a little bit lackluster in Seattle now. And it's very disappointing. Whereas like New Orleans is healthy at the right time, Minnesota's getting healthy. The exact opposite thing has happened for Seattle so far. All right. So whenever it comes to Seattle Seahawks, I'm with you. This was, and now it's all coming down to the magician if he can pull some rabbits out of his hat here. But he's also going up against a team that is banged up as well. So it's, what do you think Philly's going to do here? Is just all-out blitz? Do you think that that's all Schwartz is going to do is just load the well, box? They're like 22nd blitz rate. I think they... But he's, I know he's starting to do it more and more. A little more than he has previously. And it's I, only because, like we're talking about, with those type of injuries, he's going to try to take advantage. Is Marshawn still going to be the starter? Well, Marshawn and Preston Scott... Not Preston Scott... Martian, Marshawn and Homer, they combined for like maybe like 3.5 yards to carry. That's what I mean. Lynch, I think, had 12 carries for 36 yards. Hey, man, I said he was only going to get about eight carries, and that was it. He had two touchdowns, though. Look at that. No, Lynch had 12 carries for 34 yards, two touchdowns. Homer and Lynch combined for 22 for 96. I feel like you would just use Lynch, though, for like a Marion the Barbarian type style on the yeah. goal line. But that's about it. Man, yeah, you you're going to have to depend on a lot on Russell Wilson making some stuff happen. That and, and he can, though, against his secondary. That's the thing. 
we can say whatever we want about what Philly did, but they went up against the NFC East. So now, Russell Wilson has been losing games, even with last week against San Francisco, of controversial plays, no calls, calls, all around. But they were still in the game against a very tough San Francisco team, even with the injuries. So my only point is, with Philly having the same amount, if not more, they still got a really damn good shot. Yeah, for sure. Um, Fletcher Cox is a big problem. Brandon Graham is a big problem. That's what I mean. No, no, no. That front, was it front seven, front eight that they have? They're, I mean, they, you know, like their four is Barnett, who hasn't been yeah. all that great. He's good last Jernigan year. got healthy. Jernigan's healthy now. So, I mean, they, that's what I mean, though. It's really, I feel like Schwartz is going to all out blitz because that secondary is so terrible that Russell Wilson's going to be able to take advantage of it. And he has, Metcalf is going to be able to get open. Mm-hmm. Locke is going to be able to get open. Things are going to happen. So the only thing that you could really get away with is selling out because they have zero run game. Uh, but I don't think they even need a blitz all that much to create pressure. The Seahawks are 31st in pressure rate. And also the other thing to that, that, that adds so into bad. it, though, is they have a lot, they run like a more mostly vertical offense. So it takes a while for things to get open, that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Wilson's made five of the best throws I've seen all season himself. Like, if I had the 10 best throws I've seen this year, it'd be like, Wilson, 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 Wilson. That throw to John Brown, Josh Allen made against the Patriots in Week 16. Probably Wilson. And then Watson's touchdown pass to Kenny Stills against New England. Mine would be Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott. All against that Minnesota game, in that Minnesota game. Or no, they'd be all against like the Washington Redskins. Yeah, it'd be all against Miami too. Um, the other thing, so what do you think about these wide receivers? How does, how does this make you feel? It's kind of like a Rorschach test. Boston Scott, you like that? Dallas Goddard. Am I speaking? Well, wait, Goddard is different though, because Goddard was actually a pick that Dallas was going to make in the second round until Philly traded to move up to get him. <laughs> I, am I speaking your love language right now, Taylor? You're not speaking any love language for me right now. Miles Sanders. And Scott's been fine. Joshua Perkins. Better than Sanders. Joshua Perkins. What'd you call me? Deontay Burnett. Burnett's okay. Greg Ward. I like Greg Ward. I like him too. Robert yeah. Davis. You like these guys? I like Greg Ward. Is this making you feel he's something? better than Aguilar. Aguilar did not practice. Yeah, he's not playing. Or no, he was limited in practice. He may play he this week. He play. You can like get Butterfingers out. Uh, and the Seahawks are also 30th in sack rate, too. So, I mean, I think this game is just going to be, unless Clowney's healthy. And one of the frustrating things about Seattle's you know, front seven is that onset hasn't been good. And also, last year, they were really great running stunts. Like, Twin Jefferson was awesome. Is it Ertz Reed. Ertz has a last rate kidney. He's probably not going to play. Holy crap. I thought it was just the rim. No, that's what happened that first play last in that Dallas game. He last rate his kidney. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. But... Seattle, they just don't run stunts like they did last year. I think this would create a lot of their pass rush. It wasn't necessarily just winning one versus one matchups. But Jefferson and Reed were great at setting up Brent Clark for sacks. And this year, they're not doing that same thing as well, too. Uh, so, yeah, they're 30th in sack rate. And their pass rush is bad. So, I think it's just going to be like Zach Ertz having a long time to to throw and create open throws against... Wentz. Yeah, I mean, Wentz is going to have a lot of time to throw and also... Doug Pearson does a really great job creating easy throws for his quarterbacks, too. And I like Philly to do just enough. And this also is a game, too, where this all this is always the, this game happens every year, or like every few years or every two years. I don't know. And this is always a game where you're like, yeah, that team's bad. They shouldn't be in the playoffs at all. And they end up winning this damn game anyways, you know? Like it's always, oh, they should not win this one at all. And somehow it ends up happening anyways. So, 
Um, just want to clarify. I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz has shown some freaking heart, man. I have never been more impressed by a quarterback in the longest time to where so many people have talked smack about him, including myself, where he has had all of his weapons just die off, and he has had to replace him over and over again along with some offensive linemen. It is damn impressive what he is being capable of, and he's just gunning the ball. I mean, that's all he's doing. He's just throwing the ball. The passes are great. He has done really well to turn the Philadelphia Eagles into a team that could win the playoff against Seattle, which I think they are. Kind of to your point, with Seattle not being able to rush the passer against Wentz, if you allow Wentz to have all day, he's going to screw you. Mm -hmm. Because even though those guys are backups, they can still do things. And you're not going to want them to get get open, especially Greg Ward. Dude, Greg Ward's going to smoke you. Yeah. That's what he's going to do. I'm just extremely impressed with Carson Wentz. And to your other point, Doug Pearson, man, bravo. You, everyone, once again, doubted your team. Everyone said that you were still on the Super Bowl high. This is just really impressive that a coach can still make his team believe. Now they're just the underdogs the entire time. That's what the fans are going to get behind. Seattle's going to have a rough one here, but it's going to be so close. It's uh, it's funny, too, because their wide receiver group reminds me of their cornerback group last year. Wherever I got exactly. hurt, it was bad. And it's All like, sudden. oh, Maddox is awesome. Flipped LeBlanc, LeBlanc or LaCroix. I don't know. It's LaCroix. Uh, yeah. LaCroix is the soda water. If whatever it was. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But they all start playing really good out of nowhere, too. And you're like, wait a second. Now their cornerbacks are good. And you know, Foles through that bad interception that ruined that game against New Orleans that they probably should have won. You're talking about that was off the tip. That was off Alshon. It was high. No, it wasn't. It was Stop high. it. Alshon should have caught that. That was a perfectly thrown ball. I'm pretty sure it went through his hands. It was high. Don't you dare put that blame on Jesus Christ himself. It was on Foles. Uh, I also think Wentz is a better follower of Christ than Foles is now. <laughs> That's what you're going to say. After That's the, impossible. After the year Foles just had. Broken collarbone, fight, hanging out the devil down Jacksonville. Yeah, you can't ask for it all from God. He gave you oh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, to have some conflict. Yeah, what is going on here? Maybe, what, you get it all? Maybe the rest of his life is like Job now. Yeah. Um, but now it's kind of the opposite. Like the Eagles, where their entire receiver group is hurt. And now it's like in the year, it's like, I kind of like Boston Scott. I kind of like Greg Ward. Scott looks Goddard's like Sanders, have, Goddard, now that he's the number one tight end, is actually playing really well. I really wish Dallas would have gotten him. That pisses me off so much, man. You don't like Blake Jarwin? He didn't get enough snaps, so I won't say anything. I can't. Yeah. Witten took them all. What about, uh, Hanna, what about Hannah? You miss Hannah? No, I don't miss Hannah. <laughs> he was a second round pick from San Jose State. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great job. That was fun. Uh, so I have Philadelphia winning 25-22. If this game was four weeks ago, I would pick the Seahawks to make the Super Bowl, but I just think they're too injured. I like their pass rush. I like their offensive line. And, like, if they win, it's all because of Russell Wilson. Dude, I have, yeah, I have Philadelphia 27. I have Seattle 25. And to clarify, too, the Eagles are two-point underdogs at home. And this, again, like this also just seems like the team, the game, this team is supposed to lose that they always end up winning at the same time. Seattle's just too banged up. If they were all healthy, then it would be like, oh, Seattle's going to tear them apart. Yeah. But they're not. I mean, I would love for nothing more than Clowney to have you know three sacks, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery. Do you have his jersey, too, underneath six. that no, Josh I don't Allen have one? Clowney one? Are you going to reveal another NWO shirt? There it is. Oh, no, you don't have anything. I got this jersey Poser. tucked in. I got the jersey tucked in. No, good. That's good. <laughs> I'm glad. Oh, man. 
Y'all love y'all love the gift of giving. No, so. nobody loves that. <laughs> okay, nobody loves what you're wearing right now. Don't try to turn the subject around. I really, I really want you like to saying like it's poverty or something like charity, and that's what you're like you're doing it for a good cause. No, I'm not. You're doing it for yourself, Matt, because you're selfish. Yeah, I was very lucky to get this as a present. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you know what I got? I got a Dak Prescott jersey. Where is it? Where is it? Dude, it's at the house. I've been so ashamed to wear it. I, I usually I'd be excited that I got a jersey for the first time, but I'm not excited because well, Jason Garrett's still my head coach at this point. I really wish my father would have gotten me a Jason Garrett jersey oh, just so burning. I would hate him for life mm. and I would laugh my ass off because I'd probably wear it. If Jason Garrett's still my coach next year, I'd wear that jersey. Gotcha. Well, and see, I got this Johnson one for 25 bucks after he retired on the Texans team store. Dude, I knew you were a traitor the moment you got that. <laughs> the moment you were wearing it, I called you out for being a traitor. <laughs> you like that? I really want to go to this Texans playoff game. And wear that jersey whenever Houston has the ball. <laughs> and then take it off whenever the Bills have the ball. You'd be the worst fan. Maybe Everybody do, would throw things at maybe you. Maybe I'll do that this weekend. That'd be the one time that I'd see Houston fans actually throw things at somebody. And even the security people would be like, dude, what are you doing? Come with me. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I got the principles. What is this? So the last game we have here, 330, which is bad news for Minnesota. Gives those Cajuns a little more time to get gumbo, gumbo, gumboed up. <laughs> Minnesota good. at New Orleans. The Saints are eight-point favorites. So, Kirk Cousins' playoff stats, you ready for them? Oh, you know what? I know they're hot. Give them to me. Are you ready for them? Three for 10, 31 yards. Oh, God. 3.1 yards in attempt. Oh, no. 3% completion percentage. Do you know what year this was? Take it back. You know what year this two, was? No, two years ago. This was 2012. Oh, God. This was after RG3 tore his knee. <laughs> and they had to bring Kirk Cousins in against the Seattle Seahawks. Wait, he hasn't been in the playoffs? Has not been in the playoffs in the seven years since then. Wait, what? Yeah. His only playoff start, three for 10. I didn't know that. 31 yards, 3.1 yards in attempt, 30% completion percentage. A lot of threes here. A lot of threes. It's a good sign, right? So he's, he's gonna, lucky. He's going to throw for 300 yards and three TDs Seven's against lucky. the Saints. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this game, though. I'm excited to prove a point. Uh, I'm ready for it. I don't think your point's going to be proven, I hate to say it. The one thing that concerns me is that Minnesota's a really good play-action team. They love play-action. They have all the healthy guys 8.7 yards to play on play-action. New Orleans play-action defense is 19th. They're great against non-play-action pay- plays. Uh, also, their deep pass DVOA is 20th. They're really bad covering the deep middle, but Cousins is a coward and doesn't throw the ball in the deep <laughs> oh middle of the field. To so the deep middle part of the field, Cousins is 9 for 18, 286 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He has Adam Thielen back, man. It's he has Thielen happen. back. Diggs is back. Yeah. Cook's back. He's got his guys. This is what you wanted. As Minnesota, as yeah, you, this as is the what owner, you want. this is what you want. Yeah, good for Everything them. Everything is set up for them. Dude, I think well, this is Minnesota's. No. Oh, here, I'm going to go there. Here's the other thing against them, though. They can't cover. They they haven't been able to cover Just all year. Just quadruple Michael Thomas. It doesn't matter though. Yeah, it does. Who else you get throw to? Is Cook. They still couldn't cover. Get throw him. to Jared Cook. That's it. And Kamara. Yeah, they may use Kamara. They'll use Kamara for two plays. Kamara will get thirty yards, and then they'll say, "Kamara, you're doing too good. We have to sit you down. We have to." Well, throw he finally it. had a good game against Tennessee. He's been fine. They just don't use him enough. 
I mean, he finally was like breaking a bunch of tackles. Had a great game against them. It doesn't matter. They don't use him enough like they should. This is the problem I see from Minnesota. Wine Kirk Cousins is a coward, <laughs> and this whole like he's a he's a top five MVP candidate this year. No, he's not. Just wait. He's yeah, top if 10. he's an MVP candidate when he attempts ten passes, completes eight of them for 132 yards. Um, but New Orleans offensive line is entirely healthy. No more yeah. Will Clap out there. Will Clap is gone. They've allowed 25 sacks this season. They're first in just a sack. They're first in pressure rate. They're in just a sack rate. The Vikings' entire pass defense is composed of their pass rush. I think they're going to struggle against Taron Armstead and Ryan Ramchak. Griffin Hunter have combined for 22 and a half sacks, 46 quarterback hits, 99 pressures. But um, I think they're going to struggle against those two guys. And unless Griffin and Hunter are just you know absolutely you know tremendous and you know purple pe- people eaters. Purple Peter Eaters and that sort of thing. Purple Peter Eaters. Yeah. That's who they are. It's the Purple Peter Eaters. There's too many Ps. Peter Piper, Pizza, Purple Peter. Peter Piper, Pizza. Oh, it's hard, right? Yeah, Picking peppers. Peter Piper, Pizza, Purple Peeper Eaters. You're pretty good. Oh, I almost got it. Yeah, you're pretty good. My brain's very slow. Um, oh, man, it happens. But I just don't think they're going to be able to get that much of a pass rush. And they can't cover very well. And I think Breeze is just going to you know, nibble them to death. I don't know. I really don't have faith in this Saints team. I think it's because maybe I want them to lose because I hate Saints fans and I hate the New Orleans Saints. Man, they just have this now. We deserve this. Oh, yeah. This is No, no, no. We This is ours. No, you guys don't understand. This is something like, come on, we should win. Like, this is us. I'm tired of them. I want them to lose. I want Kirk Cousins to take them down, which I agree with all your secondary notions with Minnesota, and I think they're not going to get much pressure on Drew Brees. But Drew Brees doesn't have really any weapons but Michael Thomas and Jared Cook. And is Jared Cook out of uh is he is he healthy? Yeah, Cook's healthy. Okay, because I know that he had a lot of concussion protocol. But either way I mean who isn't this time of year? That's true. <laughs> Michael Thomas, if you shut him down, you have a big shot. I think that should be your only game plan going into this. And if you can do that, you're going to win. And I think Minnesota can do this. But they haven't mail covered anybody that well. And also, New Orleans is so good at just getting him open. So uh, they're so good at running routes based off their coverage and then running you just option believe routes. That Kirk Cousins has to control the open. ball then, and that it has to be Dalvin Cook just running. That they have to just control the entire clock. I mean, I think what they the have to do out of his hands is they should just play one safety deep and just have like eight guys in zone coverage, just covering the entire short part of the zone because Breeze doesn't really throw the ball downfield all that much. Why is that, Matt? I guess it's kind of a is he a coward? No, you know he has that weird like long bicep vein. No, I don't like that's know his it. arm. Next time you check out his arm, he has this weird like. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna look at that vein. He has this weird long bicep vein. That's a good vein. It's kind of newly, and I think that's the biggest thing. It's like he doesn't have the arm strength to really push the ball downfield at all anymore. And we saw it last year too. Like, I mean, that Rams game was ugly. He was atrocious that game. Tire blew out his arm. Yeah, I think it was kind of good from this year to only play. Uh, as many games as he did, even though he should be on the bench, and you know Bridgewater five and zero, he's eight and three this year. But I think him playing eleven games kind of helps him out as well too. No, we agreed. It's because I think whenever it came to this year, we both thought that he would blow his arm out because it's Drew Brees style. Yeah, but I mean, I, I picked him miss the playoffs. No, you did. I did not do that. I did. Yeah, but I you Carolina make the playoffs. Yeah, and you cowered out on Tampa Bay. So yeah, but when it comes going back to Drew Brees. Him missing those games truly did help, and he seems still refreshed to be able to throw the ball downfield, but he's not. He's zipping. 
And he, he's zipping. There's, there's short. Some, uh, he's such a good short thrower. There's still he's some so speed behind the ball. Yeah. I just also I think Sean Payne's arrogance. Yeah. I do. I want New Orleans to lose. I have never been so against New Orleans like I am now. Everything is just. Uh, uh, uh. How do you think the Vikings are going to cover Taysom Hill? That's the big question for this game. No, it's not. <laughs> and I'm tired of that, too. Oh, look at Taysom. He's got another touchdown. Who gives a crap? I'm so Dude, he blocks punts. You know what also? He you know what you should touchdowns. love? He is whenever you talk touchdowns. to Saints fans, hey, so who's your quarterback uh, after Drew Brees? If Drew Brees were to retire, oh, Taysom Hill. Yeah, because they're all racist. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> New Orleans is racist. That's yeah. what you went with. Yeah, I had to. The city where everybody says is like the greatest to go to a football game. I'd like to go sometime. Do we need to go to the dome? I just like the guy who dresses like Master Chief. Yeah. Yeah, cool guy. What if you dress like the alien and show Oh, that? the heretic? Yeah. And stab him in the back with the sword. Yeah, but like get like a real sword? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh-huh. Um, go to jail. I, know, I If this is the game I feel most confident about. So the Saints are eight-point favorites. I've been winning 30. I miss Soda scoring 20 points. And also, the other thing to remember, too, is the Saints have a really great run defense. All right. Mario Davis is awesome. They got some Manateo out there. My way. This is when I get myself into trouble. Because we're going to do it, baby. We have Minnesota, 33. We have New Orleans, 31. We're doing this. Okay. We're doing this, baby. Kirk Cousins with Thielen, with Diggs, with Cooks. This is it. This is everything. I believe in him, and this is my time where I'm going to be proven right on Kirk Cousins, where he can win a playoff game because the New Orleans Saints are better with Teddy Bridgewater, according to Matt Weston. Oh, now this is what happens. Okay, <laughs> so what do you got? So Bridgewater gets hurt. Bridgewater comes in. They're down by 10, leads the game-winning drive, ties the game up. Then He doesn't have enough time to do this. Then Kirk Cousins throws the ball deep downfield. There should be a pass interference penalty, but they don't call it. The Saints pick it off. They run back for a touchdown. They challenge it. Not enough evidence. The Saints win. That's what's going to happen. No, I don't think that's going to happen. Teddy I mean, doesn't I, have enough time to come back from 10 points. He needs like 30 minutes to come back from 10 points. I think New Orleans is kind of screwed the next round, but this is the game where they win. They look spectacular, and then next week they have, they have trouble. All right, man. I'll let you. By the way, let's have dinner on this. On this? On this. I'm not even hungry. Okay. All right. I'm done with you. All right. Yeah. You know, you, why don't you go watch some Jameis Winston tape on his interceptions let's, and how about, touchdowns? How about we bet dinner on the Bills game on Saturday? Oh, okay, Trader. I can happily do that. Okay. Sounds good. And you're during the day, right? Yeah. Okay. And we're going out to dinner Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. For the other game. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. So, to recap here. (laughs) You're the worst. Uh, You're like betting against it. You're the worst person alive. I hope the Texans win. I hope the Texans win, too. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I really want them to. So, I have the Bills winning 23, the Texans 20. You have Houston 24, the Bills 16, and the Texans are two and a half point favorites. The Saturday night game is Tennessee versus New England. The Patriots are four and a half point favorites. I'm New England 24, Tennessee 20. You have Tennessee 28, New England 25. Seattle versus Philadelphia. The Eagles are two point underdogs at home. I have Philly 25, 
22, UF Philly 27, 25. Sunday afternoon, 3.30, Minnesota versus New Orleans. I have New Orleans 30, the Saints 20. You have Minnesota 33, the Saints 31. Any parting words at all? Yeah, uh, whenever I win against the Houston versus Buffalo, you need to also say that Josh Allen looks to run before throw. No. You have to say that. No. I think that should be a part of the bet. No, it's not part Why of not? It's the truth. No, because I don't lie on the show. Oh, God. You lie I don't all the lie. time. Uh, that's your parting words. Yeah, I got nothing else, but I'm depressed. My, I'm, I'm like so depressed you know, right now. I have so, a senile owner. You're so brave right now. What do you mean I'm so brave? That you're recording this podcast right now in the mental state that you're in. You're so Dude, brave. I'm like not healthy. You're so brave. Probably gonna die. Wow. Um. So I have nothing else except give the podcast five stars. Give your favorite Josh Allen no, podcast no. five stars. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't give do that at all. Give your favorite Houston Texans podcast. You give it five, five stars. stars for the Houston Texans just to give the middle finger to Matt. That's what you do. Yeah. Yes. But we'll be back on Monday. We'll review this Texans Bills game with BFD. Uh, I'll write some film room next week on the game. We'll preview some, some things up. stuff. We'll cook it up hot in the pot. No, Jameis is all for the <laughs> offseason. I'm going to be like really sad missing football. I'm going to be like, oh, wait. Dude, what's that light out there? Oh, I can just sit here Watch James and videos. make 150 clips, put it in a 10-minute long video that's going to be like uh, five megabytes, try to upload it to Twitter, have it not work. That's and true. then, but then just have it for my own personal satisfaction. It's healthy. I'll probably have to break it up in like three different things. So we'll see. Yeah, probably. We'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't en- want to make that. Enjoy happen. your football watching weekend. This is the second best weekend in sports. Next weekend's even better. The divisional round where we get the big boys on the field. You know. Mm. You love the big boys, don't you? Uh, no, I love all big people. <laughs> I love all people. Oh, okay. Skinny people. You're so nice. Yeah, uh, what an inspiration to us all. People who Josh know, Allen all the way. What's your New Year's resolution? Uh, to not be a Dallas Cowboy fan. That works out. Yeah. Mine is uh to be more earnest. How about to not wear a Josh Allen to not jersey? not be ironic. Okay. Right. To uh to live as beautifully as the sun itself in the sky. What's your does. problem? Why <laughs> you can't even nobody can do that. This is this is now the, you're asking for the impossibility. This is the shamanhood. Uh so in the meantime, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to my Red Radio. Thank you for rolling tonight, Taylor. And again, we'll be back on next Sunday night or Monday night to talk about this Texans Bills game. Please fire Jason Garrett.